Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. People of Earth, your planet has to destroy. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast with your hosts Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Haidar. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown and I'm Olivia Haidar and we are your hosts, Olivia, how's it going? Oh, it's going well, you know. I just watched a documentary about babies dying. This uh, is... So, feeling good. <laughs> this is some heavy stuff. The title <laughs> of this documentary, The Baby Killer Conspiracy, that we're covering on this week's episode, could yeah. not be more ripped from the headlines-esque. But it really doesn't pertain to any, yeah. like, it it's, has nothing to do with abortion or anything no, like I, that. I mean, it's, it's not- a tough one to Google. I'll say that. I didn't love the act <laughs> of Googling it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet. It all worked out really well. Sometimes I'm, like, at a loss for what we're going to talk about, and I shit you not, right. I'll just run the word conspiracy through the search bar <laughs> on some streaming service, and occasionally yeah. I'll strike gold. And right. I did that, I think, on Amazon this time, and mm. I happened to subscribe to Discovery Plus through Amazon, yeah, and yeah. on Discovery Plus is a two-part documentary series called The Baby Killer Conspiracy. It's about the stories of three different women who were all accused of killing their children, right? and they all went to prison for it. Some of them are still in prison for it. Yes. And the thing is- they probably did not kill their kids. Yeah, this documentary made me cry twice, which is a first for the show, I think. It's <laughs> it's rough. Like, this is the kind of thing we would normally cover on the Pretty Scary podcast, because it is yeah. kind of a true crime thing. Like, the foundation yeah. of true crime, I say it all the time, the bedrock of the true crime genre is shitty police work. Like, sure. without... Yeah. Awful, inept, corrupt cops, the true crime genre would not exist. It is a celebration of shitty police work. I mean, it's really all the proof of police abolition and prison abolition that you need. Yes, it's that. But it's also a good reminder for people who just shudder when they hear the word conspiracy. And like their right. your, your mind automatically goes to like storming the Capitol and sure. stuff like that. But this is a conspiracy. It is. It, it is. Like, any police cover-up is essentially a conspiracy. Sure. It's kind of a roundabout. Because, like, the conspiracy is the rot at the heart of almost every criminal justice system in the world. Right. Well, I mean, this is like a physical conspiracy, though. This is people working oh, sure. together toward 
one end, but saying they're working toward another end. That's all a conspiracy is. No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm definitely, I'm not disagreeing that it's a conspiracy. It's just that they're not conspiring together in the traditional sense that you imagine, where the parties that are working towards this common goal are doing so independently, for the most part, where they just have all arrived at this shitty, non-scientific, and evil baseless conclusion that serves the criminal justice system but like it definitely like you know there's shredding evidence there's like a lot of classic like conspiracy markers in this it just happens to be that nobody really conspires together right it also i guess not loosely but i guess kind of loosely ties into something that i'm pretty shocked that apparently we've never covered on this podcast which is the satanic panic because we really We did a pretty scary episode about the satanic Mm. panic, and this doesn't completely tie into it the way we're going to bring up another documentary called The Syndrome later on. It plays a very minor role in the story here, but that documentary is about shaken baby syndrome, which just to uh, tease it a little bit, as it turns out, if you're not familiar, shaken baby syndrome was an idea that was pushed by the same group that pushed the satanic panic and like Ah. ritual mass abuse. And they both ended in the same thing, which was innocent people going to prison for things they didn't actually do. And in the case of shaken baby syndrome, like we all know the satanic panic was nonsense now, but people are still pretty flabbergasted when they find out shaken baby syndrome is kind of a myth. Well, It's one that I think is going to be tough to totally stamp out because if you shake a baby, it will die. That's the thing. (laughs) There's there's no doubt that shaking an infant violently is going to gravely injure that child. That's not what anyone is getting at when it comes to shaking baby syndrome. It's just that – I mean we'll get into it more later, but the way shaken baby syndrome has been presented to the public is that – If these three symptoms are present, it's always shaken baby syndrome. It can be nothing else. Like, according to that line of thinking, even a fall cannot cause the same kind of injuries that shaken baby syndrome can cause, which is insane. Right. It's insane. Uh, Yeah. And it's the same sort of woman-hating logical fallacy that's at the heart of the SIDS thing that we're talking about today. Right. And it, I mean, it's kind of at the heart of what's happening with abortion right now. So in absolutely. The country too. 100%. And so we'll talk about the syndrome a little bit later, but we're covering again a documentary called The Baby Killer Conspiracy. The first woman they bring up, Kathleen Folbig. Yes. She had a troubled upbringing. Her <laughs> father murdered her mother, for one thing. Yeah. There's that. Yeah, that's going to have an impact. It's gonna, that's gonna it's gonna leave some scars. She married an older man named Craig when she was just barely out of high school. Mm, fuck Craig. <laughs> Craig we'll get to it. fucking sucks. As yeah, a nice. husband myself, I can tell you Craig fucking <laughs> sucks. Oh yeah, you wouldn't do what he does? No, no. Craig <laughs> Craig should be in marriage prison for what he does <laughs> yeah. in this documentary. But their first child, Caleb. Born in 1989, died at 19 days old, and his death was attributed to SIDS, or 
crib death, cot death. The first child is the one where they discover that he has some sort of loose trachea. I feel like they actually, call, like a doctor called it floppy larynx. Yes, yes, exactly. That's what I was trying to think of. Yes. It's like floppy is the science word for it? Because that really popped out to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, that seems like a thing that could kill a baby, you know, if not taken care of. Yeah. Or if nothing else, it could render a baby unconscious for a bit. Yeah. Like, or weaker than you might otherwise be. It's just. Yeah. Next child, Patrick. Born about a year later, at around the age of four months, Craig yeah. is awakened by the sound of Kathleen screaming. Uh, I should point out, Patrick was about four months, not Craig. He's her husband. Right. At the, around the age of four months, Craig hears Kathleen screaming. He runs into Patrick's room, sees her standing over his crib, and Patrick wasn't breathing. He was rushed to the hospital and found to be suffering from epilepsy and cortical blindness. But they never really figured out what caused him to stop breathing. Right. And he lived for another four months. He was having seizures that whole time. And he eventually is discovered dead in his crib by Kathleen. And he died from airway obstruction due to an epileptic seizure was his cause of death. Which, again, that's a cause of death. That's not child abuse. Like that, a doctor nope. looked at this child and said, this is yeah. how he died. He died from a right. seizure Important for later. Very important. Next child, Sarah, was born in October 1992 at the age of 10 months. She is found dead in her crib. And around this time, another woman goes on trial who is a legitimate killer. Her name is Beverly Allett. And yeah. she was murdering kids during her shift working at a hospital, <sighs> like injecting them with insulin, right. I believe. And not her children. Either. No. I think no. that's an important distinction as well. Right. Uh, big difference. But yes, also convicted of having an awful haircut. Yeah. Say. Yeah, she was a fucking character. Whew. What's important about that trial is Roy Meadow. Mm. Roy Meadow should be, I don't know, is he still alive? I bet he's still yeah, alive. Yeah, let's shoot that fucker into space. How about that? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> let's get person. that guy the fuck out of here. He's the kind of person that's going to live to be like 114 years old. <laughs> yes, exactly. Roy Meadow kind of makes a name for himself during the Beverly Allett trial. Like his mm -hmm. testimony makes him like a really early version of like a TV. Like he's not a TV guy, but he's like a celebrity witness. Yeah, it's a weird phenomenon. Like if you need to send a woman to prison for a crime she didn't commit, you call Roy Meadow. <laughs> you just Meadow. gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he becomes very important in this story yeah. later. Around this time, there's a bunch of high profile cases involving either mothers killing their own children or this Beverly Allett thing. And we should, did we right. mention this is all happening in Australia and the UK? Oh, I don't think we mentioned Australia. The, yeah, Kathy's in Australia. Yes. And I think Beverly Allett was in the UK. Yeah, and Roy Meadow is a British doctor. He had also kind of made a name for himself in the field of Munchausen syndrome research, which is a name I spelled correctly on the first try, and I was blown away. I yeah. was sure I was going to botch it, but... Well, you're such a fan of the Terry Gilliam film, Baron Munchausen. Sure, and Eminem also, you know, I've heard him of course. whine about that shit so much. Yeah, 
I mean, he's like the guy, uh, Rory Meadow is like the guy who basically, he popularized the idea of Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which is what I think most people think of now when they think of yes. Munchausen syndrome in general, like the idea of pretending that a child is sick in order to get attention. Right. Or making them sick. Or making, but yeah, in the process of making them And sick. I should say, Eminem whining about that. That's not me discounting the experiences of people yeah. who have suffered this. It's just me discounting Eminem's experience. Like that guy, <laughs> he's had a good run. It's fine. Yeah, he's doing okay now, but I'm sure that was a tr- uh, tough thing to go through. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> I bet being married to him was a tough thing to go through, too. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I'm, I know it. It was. <laughs> so, yeah, he becomes a highly sought-after witness in criminal trials involving dead children, basically. And this, <laughs> what a career. This guy was of the belief, basically, that most SIDS deaths are actually murders. Yes. Especially in cases where women lost multiple children He's also right. really fixated on the idea that once you're at a certain like economic level in your life, your kids don't die suddenly. Like that happens to poor people. And that's facts to some extent, yes. obviously. Well, but that like that's like saying, well, once you're rich, you should never get struck by lightning. Because right. like the odds he starts bringing up are like winning the lottery, mm. struck by lightning kind of shit. But like yeah, there's you lots can't to say, say that. that. You you can't say well, hey, you're too rich to get struck by lightning. That's not how f- fucking world works. Nope. He's a fucking asshole and a monster. He is the absolute villain of this documentary and of the world. 100%. One <laughs> of them. Again, we're going to have a lot to say about his use of statistics later on. Yeah, he comes up with a statistic that is just so absurd. And yes. the entire world just drinks it in without question. It's nuts. Just went along. Didn't even think about it. So Kathleen Folbig, back to her. She and Craig in 1996 have their fourth child, Laura. She died at the age of 18 months. Mm-hmm. And this is the point where doctors are getting suspicious. Because they made a pretty big production of making sure this child did not suddenly die yeah and then she did yeah and really sad it's it's horrifying and so the police search kathleen's house and Mm. the baby shirt seems like it might have a little bit of blood on it but beyond that there's nothing in the house that indicates a murder happened yeah there's like any evidence is what i'm saying Right, yeah, like on the pillow, there's like a tiny, they, like they're like, and there was a, a small amount of blood show, uh, found on the pillow, and then they show it. They have to zoom in yeah. so much because it is such a teensy amount of blood. It could be from anything. Yeah, if you had a bloody nose, like just a scratch in your nose, it was like yeah. that amount of blood, like a minor amount of blood trickling out of your nose. Absolutely. But beyond that? There's nothing. There's nothing nope. that indicates a murder has happened. There's nothing in her background, really, that no. indicates that she would murder her kids. Yeah, and like, this is not evidence necessarily, but all of her friends that she has are extremely supportive. They are some of the major supporting characters in the documentary. And no one thinks that she had this within her to kill four babies. To kill 
four babies. That requires a certain mindset, wouldn't you imagine? Yeah. I'm going to argue it's not typical behavior. No, you don't think? But the thing is, like, according to this Roy Meadow guy, like, women are just murdering their kids constantly, all the time, left and right. Not, yeah, not only that, but, like, looking for a excuse to be able to murder their children. Like, it's kind of how it's phrased. It's like, you know, if a child is sick, then it might, or, you know, if the child gets in the way, it gets in the way then it might present an opportunity for the mother to murder this child. It's like, who thinks like this? It's disgusting. Yeah. So the next story they bring up is Sally Clark. Yeah. Also tragic. Her first son, Christopher, died within a few weeks of birth in 1996. Yeah. And his cause of death was lower respiratory tract infection. Which, that's important because, again, a doctor looked at this child and came up with a cause of death based on medical science. And free of the media storm that eventually springs up around Sally Clark. A little over a year later, her second son, Harry, is born. Harry dies a few weeks later under similar circumstances. And about a month after that, Sally is taken in for questioning. And the police suggest that maybe she shook him. To death. Yeah. After that, a medical examiner, for some reason, goes back and changes Christopher's cause of death to murder by smothering. <sighs> From lower respiratory tract infection to murder by smothering. That's the first thing that really started to make me want to pull all of my hair out of my head. Yeah. The conspiracy here is one that I would argue is kind of a global conspiracy that a lot of people participate in without realizing it. And it is the conspiracy that involves no one wanting to ever admit they're wrong. Sure. And you see a lot of that in this case. There's a whole lot, especially with Kathleen Fulbig, who is still in prison, there's been, we'll go into it in more detail, but there's been a lot of evidence that should have resulted in her exoneration. And the people responsible for looking at it won't look at it because they are so convinced they were right the first time. It's maddening. It's it's just, it's so sickening and infuriating. I just, it's so sad. This is something I was really wrestling with while watching it, but like... I really don't see the use or reason behind putting a mother who murdered her own child in prison. I don't understand prosecuting that as a criminal offense. Like, I agree that it is an awful thing, but like, that is a obviously, obviously a health and welfare issue. That is obviously that woman having a, you know, mental break and needing help. Like, how is prison going to resolve the situation? How is dragging these women through the media circus of having everybody they know calling them a child killer helping this situation? Like, obviously, this goes for almost every criminal justice matter, but I just limiting it to parents killing their own children. Like, for one thing, I mean, you know, especially tiny babies, like. It's just so wrong. It's just so wrong-headed and so especially sad to watch. Like, I mean, I can see some cases. Like, there's just some people are just fucking murderers and they will 
kill their kids. But especially sure. in cases where things like postpartum depression are involved, like you right. can't, like that can't be a prison thing. Like that's no, nuts. I agree. It's like but everyone also like, knows how devastating that is now. The science is in, yeah. and well, like there's I there's a lot argue- of famous examples of. I mean, not a lot, yeah. fortunately, but. There are famous examples of women who are still in prison for killing their kids, and it was clearly a postpartum depression oh, thing. Absolutely, but also like even women who are like just doing it for, I guess, cold blooded murder—that's a mental health issue. <laughs> like that's not a prison issue. They murdered a child. Are they really a danger to public safety? <laughs> well, I guess I'm thinking like, <laughs> yes, if you're talking like an actual child but like if there's like a mother and daughter team who enter into some fucking criminal enterprise when the kid is like in her 30s and then the mom like offs her in a business deal gone wrong i feel like that's significantly different from what (laughs) you might think when someone says this mom killed her child (laughs) you know like still I feel like business partner comes first at a certain point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, but you're right. sorry, like, that's that's my like abolitionist this. rant. It was just something that I kept coming to over and over as I was watching this, as all of these women are tortured. Even if they were guilty, they and didn't I- deserve anything that happens to them. Just because I'm saying that they don't deserve what happened to them in this doesn't mean that if a mother murdered her child that we as a community should not deal with that. No, I get what you're saying. Like, there's just different ways to deal with that besides just throwing someone in prison. Right. So much of what, spoiler alert, for the real life events covered in this documentary, but what happens to Sally Clark kills her. Flat out. Yeah. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts. And that should not happen to anybody going to prison, let alone a mother who has killed her child even if she actually did kill her child the other big aspect of this the media reaction to this is just as bad as anything else and it's a thing i've brought up on other podcasts a whole bunch but that whole era of trying people in the media which we Mm -hmm. still do to some extent but not like it was in the 90s like this was happening in the u.s here too this is why i've said that we should cover the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial because that's kind of the closest thing we have to something like this and it's just as disgusting. Yeah. It only serves the people in power. It only serves the government and the judges and the prosecutors. That's the only people that this sort of behavior helps. It does not serve our community. It doesn't serve the people who were hurt by the person who is charged. Like, it's just serving the state. Anyway, that's my abolitionist shit. I'm sorry. I had to go on it because this was just really rankling the abolitionist in me. And so I had to, like, say some shit. It's a very frustrating documentary. Whew. Like I said, cried twice. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
So, I don't think we mentioned, but following a lengthy investigation, Sally Clark is charged in 1998 with murdering her two children. And then there's Angela Cannings, who... Yeah. This one seems especially egregious to me because these kids die, like, it's not close proximity. Like, it's over the course of 10 years. I mean, that's kind of close. But, yeah, she had a, a child, Gemma, in 1989, who died of SIDS at 13 weeks. Jason, born in 1991, died at seven weeks. Matthew, born in 1999, died at 18 weeks. Not long after Matthew dies, she is arrested for murder. Because by this point, there's all these Mm -hmm. other trials happening and other examples of it. So the police are just thirsty to arrest moms for killing kids. And we'll get into this later, but like, she's the one who is really only arrested specifically on Meadows Law. Like, that is... Basically, the only cited evidence in her whole case. Yeah, that's the thing all these women have in common is the testimony of Roy Meadow. He, by this point, yeah, by this point, he's made a name for himself. And whenever there's a case like this, he shows up and he whips out Meadow's Law, which if you came up with the law, are you allowed to name the law? I feel like someone else should have to (laughs) name it. And decide if you are worthy of having a law named right. after you. But I mean, that might have been what happened. I like he, because like there's also, I'm thinking of Godwin's law, like yeah. some of the Poe's law, the more recent laws. Yes, the, which the more none of them are laws. laws, including Meadows' law. But oh, yeah, no, Meadows' law is embarrassing. Meadows' law if should I, be a crime. Like, he should be he, in prison for this. He should have, I mean, he should be in space. I've already said. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's just, well, let's say what Meadows' law is first. Meadows' law. Here it goes. One, sudden death is a tragedy. Two, suspicious. Three, murder unless proven otherwise. So if you're a woman and three of your kids die, you are guilty until you prove to the courts that you are innocent. Because that's how the justice system works. Yeah. Yeah. I I swear to God, it's supposed to go a little different than that. I think, like, the, the wording that I heard was slightly different. I can't remember. I can't put my finger on what's wrong with that. Maybe it was flipped. I don't know. Was it flipped? Oh, yo, you mean the exact opposite right. oh, of how it's supposed to get, be. I've heard that now that I think about Interesting. it. Interesting. Fuck this. This makes even like a baby, a, a dead baby could tell you that this does not make a single fucking lick of logical sense, let alone and when you get into his actual like suggested reasoning for it it's preposterous yeah like my first thought when i heard this for some reason was a thing that actually comes up later was well what if it's an environmental thing like yeah what what if there is some kind of contamination where they live that isn't severe enough to kill an adult but maybe it's severe enough to kill a little baby yeah like it you know it's really hard to keep a baby alive it really is something we've learned through history yeah The most insane part is this, you're right, this is what gets Angela Cannings convicted. Literally, I did not hear a single other piece of evidence for her. 
And what's crazy about it is by the time she's convicted, Meadows Law discredited. Yeah. Like it had, Hmm. like someone else, spoiler, it's Sally Clark, had already been tried, convicted, and released because they realized Meadows Law was nonsense. And they fucking went forward with trying Angela Cannings and she went to prison. So Sally Clark's trial. Yes. A pathologist who is also a piece of shit and should be in prison. That's a thing I think- That's a thing that doesn't come up enough in stories like these. Yes, you want the wrongly convicted person to be exonerated and released from prison. Yeah. But how about charging those people who clearly were derelict of their duty in trying this crime? Send them to prison. Well, here's the thing. You know what a pro- criminal justice advocate would say to that is, well, if you charge these people on those grounds, then you'll charge almost everybody working yep. in criminal justice. Yeah, and which is- then that shows that, hey, maybe this entire system should be dismantled, because if that's the case, how then, then what the fuck are we even doing? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, sounds it's like exactly so what sickening. we need. So this pathologist, he's a real piece of shit. The worst- like the actual worst. Yeah. He testifies that Sally Clark smothered one of her children and shook the other one. This is where shaken baby syndrome briefly comes up. Right. When I watched The Syndrome, which is the documentary about shaken baby syndrome, the first time they show that shaken baby demonstration, which is a thing I had seen a whole bunch of times throughout my life. I'm sure people listening, you can picture it. The guy oh, picks yeah. up a doll and shakes the shit out of it. <laughs> And when I first saw it in the context of that documentary, I was like, fuck, I've been lied to my whole life. Because think about a baby's stupid floppity neck. Like, they can't control it. Like, you have to cradle a baby's head when you hold them. fucking idiots. Yeah, it's silly. It's silly. Like, we have to do so much. And now think about that neck. If you're shaking a baby like that, you're going to snap their neck. Like, there would be severe damage to the neck. And- That's the thing. If you look into a lot of these shaken baby cases, which one problem is they're very hard to find because no one's charged with shaken baby. They're charged with child abuse. So you have to Mm -hmm. go through every individual child abuse case to find the ones that were shaken baby syndrome. Right. And in those cases, if there's no neck injury, that person's innocent. That person did not shake that baby. You cannot shake a baby to that degree without injuring their neck. Also, again, you can't hold a baby the wrong way without injuring their neck, much less shake the ever-loving shit out of a baby, and their neck's just fine. It doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. Not at all. We did, again, we did an episode of Pretty Scary back in 2019 about this documentary, and we're going to post that episode. It was a bonus episode at the time, and we're going to post it for free now. Like, it should be up by the time you're listening to this, unless you're way early on the train, in which case, give it a couple hours. But go listen to that. It's it's a very similar thing. It's families, not just where sometimes it's whole families, or at least husband and wife, going to prison on bullshit charges. And it's because with shaken baby syndrome, this group, they're the same group that pushed the satanic panic. The American Academy of Pediatrics Committee on Child Abuse and Neglect. Sounds innocent enough, but they are actual evil. They specialize in sending people to prison for crimes they did not commit. 
And that is all they do. They do not help yeah. children. They do not protect children. They hurt children by separating them from their families for no good reason. And like, guys, I'm sorry. The American criminal justice system does not need your help sending people to prison for no reason. Sure doesn't. At all. It sure doesn't. But they were very helpful in this case. What this group did, in a lot of states, if a child comes in with three specific symptoms, which are subdural hematoma, cerebral edema, and retinal hemorrhage. Mm -hmm. In a lot of states still to this day, if you see those three symptoms in a child, this group has put it in people's heads that only shaken baby syndrome can cause those three symptoms. And if you see those three right. symptoms, you have to call the police because that child is definitely being abused. And now think about what that does to the cop who's getting a call mm -hmm. from a doctor. Like this cop's not a doctor, but the person calling him nope. is a doctor saying, I've examined this child. Mm -hmm. They are being abused. You need to talk to the parents. That cop is not going to fucking give up until those parents confess to a crime. And yeah. I'm sorry, people who are skeptical about it, but false confessions happen all the time. I just realized I realize that you interact with true crime fans more than I do. And I, I was just briefly shocked that people uh, yeah, yeah, doubt yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. false confessions happen all of the time. <laughs> the problem is those three symptoms in the documentary, they show a list of 33 different conditions that can cause those three symptoms. And sometimes it's stuff as innocent as vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. And vitamin D deficiency is an epidemic in this country. Absolutely. And then I the mean, last it, thing on the list is other natural or accidental causes. So it's way more than 33 <laughs> things. But somehow Love that. It, Love has, that. it has become law. Like, doctors get in trouble. They can get in legal trouble for not calling the police when they see those three symptoms. It's nuts. It's fucking yeah, nuts. it is. Yeah, in that documentary, there's interrogation video of the police interrogating a woman who her daughter almost certainly had vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. And they interrogate her to the point that she confesses. It's nuts. <sighs> there's video of both Sally Clark and Kathleen Fulbig's interrogations, and they're heartbreaking, heartbreaking yeah. to yeah. watch. So there's no evidence suggesting Sally Clark killed her kids. No. But Roy Meadow next rolls out this statistic. Mm. 73 million to one odds against a family of Clark's status that yeah. they would suffer two sudden infant deaths. Right. Like lottery specifically, odds. Yeah. Specifically white middle class non-smoking household. Yes. Is what they talk about a lot. And that is what gets Sally Clark convicted. Yep. Basically. She mm -hmm. is sentenced to life in prison. Which granted, she's in the UK. That's probably like 18 years or something. But still, this is a travesty. And yeah. I, I, I think it was more than that. I'm pretty yeah, I'm, sure. I'm just making jokes about no, I know prison it's... is actually better in other countries, you know? I mean, slightly. I mean, if yeah. you listen to the Sally Clark talk about it, it didn't sound great, yeah, they, I would they say. They show the prison Sally Clark was in, and I was like, holy I, shit, that's in yeah. England? Right. I think prison in England in the 80s and 90s was a little bit more hardcore than it maybe is now. And even now, it's not great, I'm sure. I, yeah. I want to be clear. I'm not saying that, I'm, you know, it's, it's all lollipops and rainbows, but... 
It's yeah. no Nordic prison. So the UK media, after Sally Clark gets sentenced, promptly sets about just murdering her character. Like the police yeah. go to the media and they're like, hey, she was a little bit of an alcoholic. <laughs> and they just. It's you know, awful. I mean, like the, the British tabloids are some of the sickest in the world. Yeah. Just yeah. most depraved to have ever existed. If you've ever seen a fucking Daily Mail or sun headline then you can picture just like fucking five inch letters baby killer mother and shit with a picture of your face like imagine that and you know obviously that you didn't do it and you've had two babies dot that's just what i keep going to over and over again is these women have literally just had a baby die after a series of babies dying and like that's unimaginable pain unimaginable yeah that's why people like roy meadow there has to be a mechanism for charging people yeah like if a doctor was laws with the system like if a doctor was that negligent you could charge them with malpractice but what do you do to fucking (laughs) roy meadow like he is a doctor yeah and he was that negligent and they kind of slapped him on the Uh, wrist a little bit yeah yeah they yeah they really gave him the old what for it's just devastating like again like it's no surprise that even if these women are released it's impossible for you to go back to living a normal life at least in your home like how are you ever gonna stay living in that neighborhood or even in that city you know like i couldn't imagine doing that I would have to move, like, a country, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you would absolutely want to relocate somewhere. So, next, Kathy Folbig is arrested. And the way she's arrested, this is <laughs> this is the this is the big hitch in her case that I think is keeping her in prison. Her husband, Craig, finds her diary. And, like a good husband, he reads it. <laughs> and in it... She says a few different things, but one of the quotes is, I know there's nothing wrong with them, nothing out of the ordinary anyway, because it was me, not them. She also wrote, I am my father's daughter. And reminder, her father murdered her mother. And so Craig, once again, being just a great husband and life partner, takes those diaries to the police. Imagine having so little empathy for the person that you have married and decided to raise children with. To have so little understanding of them. I mean, he married her when he was like 30 and she was 18. So look, I'm not saying he was a good guy. I'm definitely not saying that. But like to read this stuff and they they read several passages from her diary uh, that have been used against her throughout this documentary. And everyone, if you are remotely empathetic as a human being, they just read as a person who is suffering and is trying to express the pain that she is feeling about what is happening in her life. Yeah, like that first quote, because it was me, not them. It seems like she's just saying there's something about her that she's just not going to be allowed to have kids. Absolutely. It's not proof that she fucking murdered her kids. Oh, like not I mean, it's sorta. absolutely like Craig would be a piece of shit regardless for doing all of this. But like then, you know, the police, you know, probably should have not taken this as evidence because it's clearly not. 
Yeah, or at least have a doctor examine it first or something. But, a psychiatrist? I mean, yeah. you know, like shit. I mean, look, a, a diary, I'm sure, is important evidence or whatever. Like, again, I don't think this should be treated as a criminal case to begin with, but whatever. But surely you have an expert. You have, you know, you seem to love experts. So why don't you have one who's like a psychiatrist? Yeah, but instead they just immediately arrest her just based on the diary, because when they question her about it, she explains what she was getting at to the best of her ability, because again, she's emotionally devastated in this moment. That's the other thing. A fucking demeanor conviction. I hate it. And there's a there's a documentary series on Netflix called The Confession Tapes, which is really Mm -hmm. good. And it's about people who confess to crimes that they say they did not commit. There's one case where I think motherfuckers did it. But there's also one where this guy and his wife get sent to prison. They had a car accident, basically, and their car went into the river and they weren't able to get the kids out because they weren't like especially strong swimmers. Like the kids drown and the parents lived. And this guy gets convicted basically because he didn't show enough emotion. But also he had been prescribed Valium because his kids had just died. And as someone who's taken Valium, that shit shuts you down. Down. That's like, the whole point. <laughs> yes. Like it really numbs them emotions. And then yeah. to turn around and say, well, he's obviously a murderer because he's not crying enough. It's right. Really gets under my skin. And you see well, it all like, the time. All the time. Oh, yeah. And in this tape we see of Kathy Forbig, like she looks like a woman who just lost her fourth infant. Yeah. That's what she seems like to me. I don't see a murderer there. No. You know, I'm sorry. And of course I'm biased or whatever, but don't act like the fucking cops aren't. And they are just totally forcing the issue and, you know, constantly returning to the question of whether she did it. Like, it's just an even that alone would be an unimaginable torture for a mother. Yeah. So, of course, the media sets about destroying her character also before her trial is even over. Thank God. Well, at least Australia is a little nicer than Britain, right? Surely. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. We're all part of the five eyes. We all do the same stuff. John yep. Sweeney. <laughs> John Sweeney is the one. I mean, not the uh, only, but he's he's a good guy. Like, he's, he's one of the yes. good characters in this. He's an investigative journalist. And he, as these trials are happening... He recognizes that these women are probably being railroaded. And he starts looking in specifically to Roy Meadows' one in 73 million statistic. And it turns out that statistic comes from a guy named Peter Fleming, a professor of infant health. He sent Mm -hmm. Roy Meadow a report that he was the lead researcher on and asked him to like write the preface. And there was... A quote about one in 73 million in there. It was not the quote Roy Meadow (laughs) claims it to be, but he he completely misinterprets this and uses that misinterpretation to essentially launch a career, sending innocent women to prison. As Peter Fleming says, like one in 73, like 73 million is the number of births that had happened in the United Kingdom in the last hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it, so it's obviously on its face wrong. <laughs> and Peter Fleming offers 
to go testify on Sally Clark's behalf. He's like, hey, I'm also an expert. I'm like, I'm the expert that your expert got that quote from. So how about you let me come explain it and we can probably mm-hmm. get Sally Clark out of prison. And they're like, no, it's fine. We've <laughs> No, thanks. Yeah, we've this is settled business. Let's just yeah. move on. Wait, but, wait, I'm sorry. We're not here to get people out of prison. Yeah. I don't know what you think we're trying to do. Peter Fleming, he's turned down when he offers to yes. testify on Sally Clark's behalf. But eventually, public opinion starts to turn on Roy Meadow. because yeah, it's because though, all of the women were is in prison. Because <laughs> even though Peter Fleming isn't allowed to testify on Sally Clark's behalf, there's nothing stopping him from working with John Sweeney to get the information out about how flawed yeah. Roy Meadows' law is. And... This here, right here, is where Roy Meadow, there should be something you can charge Roy Meadow with. When he was challenged about the research to support his one in 73 million claim, he said it was his own research and he shredded it. Fucking what? There are women in prison for life and you shredded the research to back up your claim? I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. Roy Meadow should be in prison. He should go to prison. Space. he should yeah, go to space. space. would be, well, space prison, obviously, which is just Well, space. no, space, no yeah, suit just... is what I'm saying. Like, we oh, should sure, space sure, sure. this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> let's just launch him up. Just strap a fucking rocket to his back and let him go. He needs yeah. to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that part, I I was floored. Like, to fully evil. Pass yourself off as a man of science and then say, I shredded the research. Why? Were you yeah. afraid the Nazis were going to find it when they invaded the UK? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, you shredded? Yeah, Roy, I'm afraid that you're going to have to hand over all of your shredder uh, <laughs> contents. Like, I think yeah. we're going to go through that, too. Like, the thing that comes up, it comes up a few times. It's like people, like, people on the criminal justice side are like, you know, Roy, he was just such a fun guy he was so lovable he's kind of like your fun uncle someone says at one point and then you look at this motherfucker he looks like the most stiff upper lip british fuckwad that's ever existed he looks yeah. like a pain in the ass looks like your fun uncle maybe some brit's fun uncle but not my <laughs> red-blooded american fun uncle <laughs> look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, shortly after the Sally Clark conviction, Angela Cannings goes on trial. And by this point, it's come out that Meadows' law is mostly nonsense. Like, Mm -hmm. Roy Meadow has been publicly shamed at this point. (laughs) On top of that, we mentioned environmental factors earlier. Turns out, in Angela Canning's case, four other families in her same village basically suffered this exact same fate. Her, okay, her, like, they're like... No, we 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 dismissed the the possibility of environmental causes, and then they're listing like, okay, well, she lived next to a train track that carried hazardous waste. They lived next to a bunch of like a 
you know, an old dump or some shit. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and they also live next to an old military weapons testing ground. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, come on now. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't think maybe any of this could have had a factor? Yeah, what's crazy is according to Meadows' law, all of those mothers murdered their children. Like the four yeah. other families, it would be that that would all be murder. And like the odds of that happening, like one in 73 million. At least. Yeah, it only happens once every hundred years. And the problem is the defense isn't able to prove any of the environmental causes as leading to the death of her children. Right. But also the prosecution doesn't provide any evidence that she killed her kids. No, none at all. Especially in Angela's case, which is why it was the one that really was the nail in the coffin for Roy. At least, you know, I mean, he then began practicing medicine again years later. But, like, yeah. this was the one that really got most women off because it's only Meadows Law. That is the cited reason and yeah. the only cited reason because then they go in and they're, i think it's her where they go in and they're like yeah like this kid he had like blood behind his eye you know he had like you know blood in his eyes signs of retinal bleeding and then they're like oh no actually turns out that happened after he died uh-oh whoops. whoops oh you're already going to prison oh we can't stop you all sorry oh no, no sorry uh. yeah sorry whoops your life is destroyed but it's okay you'll get another one sweetie yeah, believe in karma. Jeez. Speaking of the rare good figure in this documentary, uh, I mean, all the moms. Love this like, There's just a couple really big villains, and it makes it seem like everyone in this is a villain. But Marilyn Stowe, she is a family yeah. lawyer, and she fucking rules. She's great. She reaches out to the Clark family and offers to help. Because she knows Sally Clark has been convicted based on Meadows' law, basically, yeah. and wants to try and get her out of prison. Mm -hmm. And this is the kind of shit I'm talking about when stuff like this is a celebration of shitty police work. She immediately yeah. finds out from a nurse <laughs> at the hospital where the second child, Harry, died right. that the nurse was concerned <sighs> there might have been a problem with the baby's heart monitor because it kept going off. <laughs> And the lawyer asks the obvious question, right. was there maybe something wrong with the baby and yeah. not the heart monitor? And, and she's this, like, oh, I didn't think of that. Huh, so maybe. This, this woman is like, yeah, good huh. point. How about you go talk to my superiors? And she sends Marilyn Stowe to another medical center where the staff there says they are not talking to her. They're like, we knew yeah, they, you were coming. Yeah, they meet and, her in the parking lot. Yeah, they're like, don't even come in. We're not talking to you at all. And Jeez. the police call her and ask her why she's poking around. Like, we yeah. already solved this case in it. Right. Why are you asking all these questions? The hospital calls her and says, stop talking to our employees. And she says, I am going to keep calling your employees until you cooperate <laughs> with me. Yeah. And so they give her all the documents they have in their possession regarding baby Harry's death. Mm -hmm. And they find he it's right in the report. He died of meningitis. He had a <laughs> lethal amount of bacteria in his spinal fluid, a.k.a. he died of meningitis. How would Sally Clark fucking give her kid meningitis? It's not how that right. works. It, no, not at all. Again, it's not even hard police work. It's just yeah, there. It's basic. 
police. It's not even police work. It's like medical no. examiner work. Like, I mean, how, yeah. How did no one look at these files? Because that's all it takes. Like, I, I don't. That's all it takes. Like, Sally Clark went to prison for a bunch of years. It's a travesty. But yeah, once that happens, like they turn it over to an appeals court, and the appeals court is like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, she shouldn't be in prison oh. anymore. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> and wait, nothing bad happened to her though during this whole thing. Like, she's fine. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Do I even have in the notes what eventually happens to Sally Clark? She dies. She dies. Yeah, she, like, kills her. I mean, you know, she becomes an alcoholic and has lethal alcohol poisoning. Drinks herself uh, to death. In 2007. And it's so, it's just so sad. Yeah, and it's it's obviously because of this. Like, absolutely. This combined with, like, two children dying. Yeah. The children dying would have probably, like, that's going to be Could enough have. to make a lot of people drink themselves to death. And on top of that, you get charged with their murder and you get your entire name dragged through the mud by every media outlet. It's nuts. Just ruined. Her husband, at least, is not Craig. Not as bad as Craig. Yes. Like, Her- he is at least kind He get. he's like, no, I believe that you didn't kill your our children. Like, yeah, I obviously trust you. Oh, but fucking Craig, in the midst the of all fucking this, worst. even after Sally Clark is released, Kathleen yes. Fulbick's trial carries on, even though, again, she's basically arrested based on Meadows Law, which has been super right. duper discredited by now. And I feel like it's those diary entries that are that's what the issue. I mean, we'll talk about it, but that's definitely what's keeping her in prison. Yeah. I saw a true crime episode once about a guy who was convicted of his wife's murder in part because he downloaded I Used to Love Her by Guns N' Roses shortly before. And here's the thing. He did definitely kill her. Sure. It's just weird that that came up. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't seem like that has anything to do with it. Yeah. Other than he's an ass, like he just likes GNR and he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Not kind of. He killed someone, but still. But yeah, she gets super duper convicted because even though there's no actual physical signs of smothering, she mm-hmm. is convicted of murder and the claim is that she smothered her children to death. There's been doctors who have <laughs> given a cause of death. Yeah. And nevertheless, they say she smothered her kids. So on the bright side, John Sweeney, the investigative reporter we mentioned earlier, he starts looking into Angela Canning's case because she's still in prison. And Mm -hmm. he looks into her family tree. And what he finds is that this same thing has been happening to women in her family going back like three generations. Yeah. Which, again, they turn it over to an appeals court and her conviction is overturned because those yeah. stats certainly don't support Meadows Law. That's no, for goddamn sure. Well, because Meadows Law just whole cloth dismisses the very idea of there being a genetic link to SIDS. Not to mention the fact that this is something that statistically Roy Meadow is not a statistician. He is a physician. He yes. does not have any idea about statistics. And a lot of statisticians were very critical of him, but they were like, the most important thing, though, is like, I I wanted to read this, uh, that the occurrence of one caught death 
makes it likely that the family in question has such conditions and the probability of subsequent deaths is therefore greater than the group average, which is something that Meadows Law does not take into account at all. It's something like one in a hundred if you have uh if you have a precon you know precondition for it so of course these women are having multiple that just makes that actually makes more sense i think the reason it's just labeled under this umbrella term of sids like we'll talk in a minute about what it takes this team of doctors like the work they have to do to figure out how kathleen fulbig's kids actually died like it's like it's heavy science. Like it yeah. is a whole bunch of research and investigation that your local coroner or medical examiner isn't going to do. Your local well, PD but, isn't going to do. Well, so it's like, not just that, but it was even harder because this is happening years and years after the kids have died. Like yeah. it would be actually slightly easier for a coroner who was motivated to actually try to find the cause of death, to find the actual cause of death. And it's the exact thing that people accuse conspiracy theorists of all the time is, well, you're just like reaching for an explanation for something that's unexplainable. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's what these fucking cops are doing. And that's what these prosecutors are doing. That's what the cops do Sometimes tragedy strikes a family. Like, yes. (laughs) <laughs> That's and all often there is with to something it. like yeah, and often with something like this, if tragedy strikes a family once, it can often happen again. But don't to say worry. that it's seventy three million to one is the <laughs> like it is the exact opposite, in fact, of what the actual truth is. It's yeah. actually way more like it's like closer to two to one in some cases. Yeah, but don't worry, Roy Meadow, he gets his finally in two thousand five. Yeah. He's Struck off the medical register, which I'm guessing means he lost his medical license. That was my understanding, yeah. And I think that lasted about six months. Something not very long at all. It was very brief, and then it was reinstated. However, he is banned from giving testimony in court cases going forward, which that's good. Sure. But also arrest Roy Roy Meadow. And Roy Moore. Yeah. I almost slipped up and said Roy yeah, Moore. Roy, Fuck yeah, yeah that's Roy Moore just too. Shoot Roy Moore. Um, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> into the, into space. Into space. Into space. Yeah. Space. <laughs> space. Both these motherfuckers. <laughs> like the worst. Uh, fuck Roy Meadows. And yeah, it's just so symbolic of the problems with criminal justice systems in most countries. Yeah. Uh, the pathologist in the Sally Clark case, that motherfucker, he was struck yeah. off the medical register for three years, which that'll show him. Absolutely. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, it's just he fucking changed the document like he he knowingly fabricated yeah. his evidence to the court. People get arrested for that shit all the time. It's a crime. It's perjury. It is. I mean, I don't know how it works in jolly old London, but <laughs> here in fucking America, that doesn't ever really get prosecuted unless you're, you know, black or poor. Yeah, exactly. Something. It would have gone the exact same way here. Don't worry about it. We just wouldn't have been wearing wigs when we sent everyone to prison. Yeah, that's OK. Look, I real like I don't understand how you how you keep doing the wig thing. Guys, 
it, it looks how am I ever supposed to take you seriously as a lawyer? And I'm sorry, I know it's tradition or whatever, but tradition sucks. A Fuck lot of tradition. traditions stop happening because they weren't good. And because they're silly. And that's one of them. It's just, I bet those, either they fucking stink. They or, gotta. Or the taxpayer money that goes into keeping them pristine <laughs> well, is just, unspe- it would probably bring down the royal family if well, the UK knew what they're spending keeping those fucking right. wigs clean. Well, like you they always look a little gross. Yeah. Like they always yeah. look a little ratty now. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they stole them from the grave of the person they're imitating. <laughs> they just like I just don't think that the people who are practicing law and trying to decide whether someone is going to lose their life potentially, well, not in London, but you know, whatever, yeah. like have their lives ruined. Like, I don't think that they should be defended by someone who looks like a historical reenactor, you know, like they should look professional. Yeah. So here's anyway, the thing. Anyway, enough xenophobia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's the thing. Free Kathleen Folbig. Oh my god, she absolutely. Is still in prison. Speaking of another hero in this story, immunogeneticist Dr. <sighs> Carola Vinoesa. She fucking rules. She's great. And I love her. She does like you'll have to watch the documentary and let her explain it. Me and Olivia certainly aren't going to put all this science into words in a good yeah, way. Yeah, I'm not an immunogeneticist. So I don't feel qualified. She does a whole bunch of research into Mm -hmm. this family. And she finds that the two girls had genetic mutations that predisposed them to sudden unexpected death, as did Kathleen. Like, they all had it. The two boys both carried potentially lethal genetic mutations linked to early onset lethal epilepsy in mice. And one of the deaths was epilepsy. Yeah. So on March 4th, 2021, a petition signed by more than 100 scientists, including Dr. Vinuesa, was published by the Australian Academy of Science calling for Fulbig to be pardoned. Mm -hmm. On March 24th, 2021, Kathleen's appeal was once again rejected. The court did not take the scientific evidence into account. And not because it wasn't available. The judge was just like, I've seen everything I need to see in this case. She did it. So that's that's especially frustrating because so many times you see people will go, we got we got all the physical evidence. We got all the DNA. But then you'll get that same cop a few years later going, they thought they were going to come in here and fool everybody with their science. And it's like. You don't fool people with science like you just right. You just read the science here and it should lead to you letting this woman out of prison, despite how depressed she was in those diary entries. Yeah. But the diary entries, especially in this case, are almost all they take into account. Yeah. And they're playing audio in the courtroom. And at one point, this the, the prosecutor <laughs> mentions that she said she lost it with one of the kids. And he was like, well, was that the first time you lost it with, you've lost it with the other kids, right? And that, he keeps saying, you lost it. You lost it. And it turns out if you keep reading that diary entry, what lost it means is her kid was crying and would not stop Mm -hmm. crying. 
So she took the kid out of the high chair and put him on the floor so he could crawl around. And she went in her room to cry. Yeah. That's what fucking lost it means. Mm-hmm. And she still gets fucking convicted for a second yeah. time. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Fucking arrest Roy Meadow. It's so sad. And like both of the things that made me cry related to Kathleen Phobic. One was her friend who was the babysitter who for her fourth child, naturally, she required that anybody who would babysit her child was CPR certified. And so she basically had one friend who would babysit for her and her like her name's Karen and she talks about an incident where the baby stopped breathing and she's so terrified by it that she bursts into tears like and it just is so heart-wrenching and again also seems like that would be evidence that maybe yeah didn't kill her kid <laughs> but exactly. you know that's and then like at, and then at the end when they're talking about trying you know this is like last year and they're talking to one of her friends about getting her out of prison. And she's like, yeah, no, she's going to come stay with me. And like, and she leads her around the little house that she made for her on like in her place. And like, she's like, yeah, you know, she's just been in a place where it's had to be serious every day. And so I just thought I'd make this like really fun. I'm going to start crying again. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, she's just like, I just thought I'd make this like fun, you know, have it be like funny, you know. So it just like let her around and there's like paintings of animals because she likes it. It's just like these people know that she is not a murderer. Everybody yeah. knows. And the courts are still adamant about keeping this woman in prison it's an unconscionable torture i can't even imagine yeah and it's i mean i hate to say it like i i hate to be all american exceptionalism about it but this is the kind of thing you expect to happen in the united states right (laughs) the fact that it's all not happening here is kind of jarring it's like well what is the what's the shitty u.s remake of this because i'm sure it has happened by now yeah, there's no way that this. I don't mean the doesn't... documentary. I mean this travesty of justice has probably no. I, been I'm saying remade. there's no way this <laughs> hasn't happened. Yeah. Like this basically exact thing, we just don't know about it. Well, uh, it's the shaken. A lot of it is the shaken baby syndrome. Sure, stuff for sure. And again, but like, listen, listen to that episode or watch that documentary. Do both. I mean, the it all what it proves is that. It's not just an American sickness. It's not just a problem with our criminal justice system. It's a problem with how so many modern cultures think about the actual like concept of criminal justice. Yeah. And women. And And women. I mean, of course, there's obviously a whole – Roy Meadow is an absolute misogynist. Yes. Just a a full-on woman-hating asshole. And that just informs every aspect of his professional life and the fact that he is unscathed by this other than basically I think anybody who is paying attention in Britain during this time knows that he is a quack, but materially he's still able to practice medicine at the very, that should be the absolute least of his punishments is the fact that he should no longer be allowed to practice medicine. Yeah, this guy should be working at a petrol station. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but then I'd feel bad for the petrol station attendants. Yeah, this piece of shit's still alive. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, he'll never die. No. 
Probably not. There's even another couple, Ian and Angela Gay. Yeah. He apparently sent them to prison also. Oh, yeah. His Wikipedia page is a ride if you want to – if anybody wants to go take a look. It's – I mean he's a monster. He's one of these classic British medical monsters. <laughs> you know, he, accused like, them of, he accused them of killing their kid with – via non-accidental salt poisoning. Oh, it turned yeah. out It turned out he just had a form of diabetes that caused an elevated salt level. Huh. Arrest Roy Meadow. Into space. No suit. <laughs> just on a rocket. So I think that's our episode. Sorry this wasn't... I mean, are any of these episodes, like, really f- feel-good episodes? I don't... Like, it's I a mean, conspiracy podcast. We're not... I think this was as fun as an episode about a half dozen babies dying can be. <laughs> yeah. On the one hand, I, I would normally say, go watch this documentary. I mean, it's good. It's very good. It's very well done. It's very important information, but also it's a lot. It's it, tough. I mean, it is, you'll probably it is, cry. Yeah, you should. Like, you should cry watching this. Yeah. But um, uh, until then, <laughs> but also you could just listen to this episode and do listen to sure. that pretty scary episode also about yeah, shaking absolutely. baby syndrome, because that is also a travesty of justice. I don't know what we're going to cover next. It'll be be a bonus episode, but mm. I don't know what it'll be about. Yeah. I need Jesse Ventura to make more television. That's what I really, really need. Uh, I, I just I just watched Predator, and it was so nice to see him. It really was. So nice. I really, don't be invisible. It felt like seeing an old friend now. <laughs> like I never had that much of an attachment in the past. Beyond he's a funny voice to do, but I, I now just love the guy. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I was wrong about him being a Trump supporter. He actually called for Trump to be arrested. So that's Hell cool. yeah. Hell Fuck yeah, Jesse. Fuck we yeah. We can still Jesse smoke weed. Yeah, let's roll it up. Do not bring <laughs> Oliver Stone's kid. I don't trust him. No, please. No, I didn't say I went to <laughs> fucking smoke with uh Sean Stone, right? Sean Stone and what's his kid's name? Tyrell. Oh, shit, you're not. Yeah, Tyrell. Yeah, Tyrell. Tyrell. Oh, Hard man. to forget that name. <laughs> so we'll we'll be back with a bonus episode next week. Uh, you could, uh, if you haven't yet, you could go listen to Going Back, our Lost Rewatch podcast. Yeah. If you are a Conspiracy the Show subscriber, you're you're getting those right in the same feed before they go public. You're welcome. And bonus episodes. So don't say we never exactly. did nothing for you. And that podcast, fun as hell. Oh, yeah. It's a blast. I'm having a great time. Man, if if this network could just be rewatch podcasts, that's, <laughs> get me on that road. That's, that's all I want. Uh, so check that out. And uh, yeah, I'm doing a live podcast, a live episode of Unpopular Opinion, August 28th at 4 p.m. in New York City. At New York called, City! Right? Where all the good salsa's made. <laughs> Here's the thing. I bet there's really good salsa in there New is. York City. There is. There's good barbecue in New York, too. Yeah. Which would also make people go, New York City! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, come to that in New York City. August 28th, 4 p.m., me, Alex Schmidt, Sliceberg Slim, who's been on this podcast before, and my comedian friend, Kalise Hawkins, we are going to be doing a live Unpopular Opinion episode, awesome. so come to that, unpops.co slash NYC to get tickets. And that's all for me. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, I'll plug 
me going to community college. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.